Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Opening day, only 12 days away. So the time has come, people. It's time to make some MLB calls on futures and prop bets. And hit me up on Twitter with some of your predictions, at Joe0670. A reminder that all previous Early Odds episodes are posted on 670thescore.com, the radio.com app, and iTunes, just to name a few spots. SI's Michael Beller joins me. Michael's Twitter handle is at M. Beller. Michael, let's start with some Cubs and Sox props. What we have right now, let's take a look at the home run totals, over-unders, both teams. And whichever player jumps out to you, uh, you let me know. At the very top, Anthony Rizzo, the number for homers is 28.5. Chris Bryant, 27. Javi Baez, also 27. Kyle Schwarber and Jose Abreu, 25.5. Daniel Palka, 22-and-a-half. Aloy Jimenez, 20-and-a-half. And then Yoan Moncada at 18-and-a-half. What jumps out? You know, there are two guys I like here. I'll just mention one and then go a little bit longer on the other. Uh, I like Eloy Jimenez to go over 20-and-a-half, assuming that the White Sox don't uh, mess around with his service time too much. Uh, we've seen so many youngsters uh, with his level of talent come up and hit and hit for power immediately, and I think he's ready to be the next guy in that trend. So I, I like that over 20 and a half. The one I like the most, though, is Chris Bryant over 27. We maybe don't look at him as a guy who is going to be a 35 to 40 home run hitter year in and year out, but the shoulder just wrecked him last year. And anyone who thinks otherwise is just wrong. Uh, I mean, he had a, an OPS over 1,000 on the day that he first hurt the shoulder, and then he played a month with it before going on the DL. Right before that happened, the power stroke was starting to get there for him. Uh, had something like six or seven homers in the 12 or 13 games leading up to when he hurt the shoulder. Uh, I just think that a fully healthy Bryant for a, a full season is going to hit in excess of 30 homers. Uh, I think that this is uh, not only uh, the best bet for Chicago teams, but one of the best homer over bets 
that you're going to find in the entire league. Yeah, that's strong because he'll probably be in the conversation for MVP. When I first saw this, without looking at the number, I thought it was for sure going to be Daniel Palka. I'll go under. But uh, they went a little low on the number at 22.5, so a little too low for me for a guy that, what, hit 27 last year without even a full season of playing time. So I'm looking at Anthony Rizzo. He had that stretch of 31 or 32 homers for four consecutive seasons. Then he had that dip uh, with the power last year down to 25 homers. Is he going to go through a stretch as a leadoff man again? Probably uh, but at 28 and a half of all the players in the Cubs and Sox, they put, he has the highest home run total, and that doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you. It should be Chris Bryant. Javi Baez's number, especially after last season, should probably be higher than Rizzo's. So I don't think he's going to get to that 29 mark. I'm going to go under Rizzo at 28 and a half. Now, we go to pitching wins. I don't know if I'll actually place a wager on it, but they're fun to talk about. Of all the starting pitchers in town, John Lester at the top, 12 and a half. The under is minus 130. Quintana and Hendricks, both 11 and a half. Again, the juice on the under at minus 130. We have Cole Hamels at 10 and a half and Carlos Rodon, the only Sox pitcher on the board at the Superbook USA out in Vegas at eight and a half wins. I like Hendricks here. I like Hendricks and I like him over. I want to say I like Lester under. I just worry about the Cubs being too good for him to go under that number. But I think there's some real concerns uh, surrounding John Lester this season. I also want to say Carlos Rodon over. But I just worry about his injury history and him being able to get enough start to hit that number. Uh, to me, Kyle Hendricks is the one guy in this uh, Cubs rotation that I do not worry about at all coming into the season. Maybe doesn't have a, a Hugh Darvish or even a Cole Hamill ceiling, but we know exactly what we're getting out of Kyle Hendricks every single season. The guy has been so steady since that 2016 year when he was a top three Cy Young guy. Hasn't reached those heights again, but has just been a very steady performer year in, year out. And I don't think the Cubs are going to be in any real danger of what Dakota might say. Maybe they're not going to be a playoff team, but this is still a team that's going to win 85 games, I think, is a worst-case scenario. So you put that together with what Hendricks does, the fact that he doesn't give you too many short outings, and I really think that we're going to see Kyle Hendricks uh, at least get to that 12 wins that it would take to win this one. A similar thought process. That 10.5 for Cole Hamels popped to me, but he's a big-time regression candidate for 2019, and Lester's peripherals aren't too enticing either. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Hendricks, he's the best pitcher of this group, and under Eleven and a half is favored. I'm not buying that. I also think that the Cubs are going to outperform Pakota's projections, and we're going to be looking at closer to 85 to 90 wins. And Kyle Hendricks will go over eleven and a half victories. So let's move on throughout Major League Baseball. I thought this was a cool prop that was posted. There's a prop for the most wins, and there's also one for the most losses. Pick either one. Who do you like? Uh, you know, the problem with some of these is that you can only craft a realistic scenario for so many teams to get there. And uh, obviously Vegas is pretty good at crafting those narratives as well. So I didn't see a ton that jumped out at me in terms of odds. But uh, the one that maybe did the most is most wins and the Washington Nationals. I think that this team is just <laughs> not getting nearly enough 
credit for how good it is. Uh, obviously, what surrounded them all see all offseason is losing Bryce Harper and not having Bryce back in the fold. But uh, I love Bryce. I think he's an excellent player. I think he got unfairly brought down for the sort of season that he had last year. But you give that team a full year of Juan Soto, a full year of Victor Robles. I'm not sure they lose too much. They bring in Patrick Corbin. Uh, you can only probably count on 25 starts for Steven Strasburg. They're going to be 25. Very good starts, a strong bullpen. I just look up and down at this roster, and I really don't see any holes. So uh, the fact that I don't need to necessarily pay a premium to get them as the team for the most wins, just absolutely uh, Washington Nationals would be my pick here. All right, Michael, we're going to have a lot of agreement here. And by the way, that number, 15-1 to 1 for most wins. I wrote down the Nats, and you'll like what I have to say coming up on them. But for most wins, I didn't go with the Nationals. Not as much value here, but I, I didn't want to go with the team in the NL East in the NL Central because they're pretty deep divisions. So I look at the NL West, and <laughs> after the Dodgers, it's going to be a struggle. And you look at LA with the additions of A.J. Pollock. Now you're going to have a healthy Corey Seager. Walker Bueller, no restrictions on his innings this year. At 9-2, better than 4-1 to one here to have the most wins in baseball. I think there's a pretty good shot that ends up happening. But I also love your Nationals bet at 15-1. to one. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are are a wise pick as well. I mean, like you said, this is a team that uh, that's going to dominate that division. And one guy you didn't mention that I'm going to be mentioning a little later, Max Muncy, full season of that guy. Uh, I mm. think there's going to be something special happening with him. All right, favorite division bet. Now, I don't know your style here, but personally, I'm not going to lay 800 to win 100 on Houston or 400 mm. to win 100 on Cleveland. Uh, very close number there with the Dodgers as well. Uh, what jumps out? Yeah, I agree completely there. Uh, those, those teams are basically locks, but where's the sense uh, in that? Uh, a couple of teams that I like, again, the Nationals for all the reasons I just said. I like getting 2.5 to 1 on my money with the Nationals. I definitely think they're the best team in the NL East. And then if I wanted to get a tiny bit crazier, uh, the Rays in the AL East at 8-1, to one, uh, I'm sold that they're going to be a good team. Now, it's just being a good team doesn't get you past both the Yankees and the Red Sox, but I don't think that this is a team that was a fluke with what they did last year, that they're suddenly going to fall off this year. I love the Charlie Morton edition. You get Tyler Glasnow in that rotation for a full season. Uh, even if you bake in a little bit of regression for Blake Snell, you just don't see guys do what he did at 25 years old last year and then suddenly fall off the map. I think he is going to be back in that Cy Young discussion. So now we have a very good rotation. You got Tommy Pham for a full season. I really think that that's a team that, uh, among those that is paying at least a little bit, of uh, decent odds out has the best chance of surprising some people and winning what's going to be a very competitive division. Uh, the national show continues. Yeah, about two and a half to one. I think this is an outright steal. We know about Scherzer and Strasburg, but they pay for Corbin, Annabelle Sanchez coming off a very good year. If one of those guys can back it up, this rotation will be as good as any in all of baseball. I don't think they're going to miss Bryce Harper as much as some people believe. Want Soto a full season, Trey Turner. Adam Eaton, hopefully he can stay healthy. Rendon in a contract season. Nats better than 2-1, to one, and everybody's going to be jumping on the Phillies looking what Atlanta did last season. The Mets at 3-1 to one is an absolute joke. There's so much value on the Nationals. Let's go to a World Series future. If you had to place this wager right now, where are you going on the board? 
Um, so other than Washington, since we've already talked <laughs> yes, about that, yes, yes, we've done enough. I mean, every single time I can bet on the Nationals this year, I'm probably going to be betting on the Nationals. So they are definitely in the mix. And then one that I would have liked to see the odds be a little bit more favorable to the better, but I still do like um, are the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I just I don't see any way they don't win that division. And I know the Twins are going to have a good offense. They made some really nice additions. Jose Barrios looks like he's ready to break out. Nelson Cruz is basically this part of the decades version of David Ortiz. The guy just can't stop hitting, can't stop hitting for power. So I do think the Twins are a little bit of a threat. But you tell me that a team is getting 120 starts out of Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, and Mike Clevenger. I have a hard time believing that team's not going to win at least 90 games and win its division. We know what a crapshoot the MLB playoffs are once they begin, and we know that the best rotation doesn't necessarily always carry it through. But again, now you're talking about those guys in a short series. I just really am willing to bet on them winning that division easily and then also basically in every single series that they would ultimately play in the playoffs. The tiny concern, where are they going to get all their offense from? They could definitely use an upgrade in the outfield. Hopefully Francisco Lindor's cat strain doesn't uh, keep him out too long, A, and then hamper what he can do, B. But I just still see this as a very good World Series bet. All right, I'll take the opportunity to add a little bit more about the Nationals. You know, it's it's the theory of the beaten favorite. I always like the beaten favorite coming back the next season, and most people aren't expecting much. They finished just above 500 last year. Their Pythag record said they should have had 90 wins a year ago, and they're completely mispriced. They're in the category of Cubs, Phillies. Cubs, I can buy that, but Phillies, Cardinals, and saying the odds are saying at 12 to 1 that they're worse than the Indians. I know you like the Indians, but come on, Nationals 12 to 1 is an absolute bargain. So, yeah, I'll just add on. I'll, yeah. I'll, Nationals, I'll are my, Nationals are my favorite bet. I like the yes. Nationals better than the Indians, but I thought, you know, unless you're only. I like the, the variety. The area. Yeah. Thank you for throwing another team out there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel coming your way at 9 a.m. This is Joe Ostrowski along with Michael Beller of SI here on Early Odds on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, to the MVP race. Where are you here? Bryant is someone who I am definitely going to be looking at uh, as, a, as a great bread here again. Just everything we said about, about the shoulder last year, what he was before it and what he was after it, the fact that he is fully healthy, that he's ready to go. I think that he just picks up right on that trajectory he set for himself over the first three and a half years of his career before uh, he was felled by the shoulder injury. Another guy who I like a little bit farther down, someone you mentioned a little earlier, one of the most underappreciated players in baseball, Anthony Rendon. Uh, all this guy does is hit, hit, hit. He hits for power. He hits for average. He gets on base a ton. He's going to be playing for a team that is among the best, if we're right, maybe the best team in Major League Baseball. The one thing that concerns me about uh, him is that he doesn't put up gaudy totals in any one area, and MVP voters typically do look for that. He's not going to be a guy who hits 40 homers. He's probably not going to be a guy who hits you know 330 or 340, but he's going to give you 310, 25 homers, 100 RBI, 100 runs, 10 steals, all while playing a pretty solid third base for an excellent team. So I like him. And then it's a little bit farther down the line, um, Max Muncy and Michael Conforto, two guys who uh, I really mm. think have some major breakout potential this season. I love uh, Michael Conforto coming back, also getting over a shoulder injury like Chris Bryant. We saw what he did in 2017 when he slugged nearly 560. saw what he did in September last year when it seemed like he finally put the shoulder in his rearview mirror. This is a first-round pick. Uh, out of uh, the amateur draft and now 
ready to put it all together, I think, for a full season. What are those Conforto and Muncie numbers at? Muncie is at 50 to 1, and Conforto is at 100 to 1. So oh, yeah. We're talking uh, some pretty uh, nice, uh, juicy odds here. And again, I just think that both of those guys, Max Muncie, the guy who, this guy hit 35 homers last year, and he had a 360 OBP, and it seems like people want to treat him like he's just some flash in the pan. I mean, you don't put up those numbers by accident. So Max Muncie's another guy who I totally believe in this season. Okay, I'm also looking at the NL MVP. I mentioned this a few weeks back. Uh, when these came out. Now, this guy's number is on the move. What do you know? It's a Nationals player. Juan Soto went from 40 to 1 down to 30 to 1. He did not win the Rookie of the Year award. We remember that as a 19 year old. And he had just under 500 plate appearances. He had 22 homers on base over 400. Now you give him a full season. And Michael, narrative always comes into play when we're talking about humans placing these votes and and I can see it already and you mentioned Rendon and that's a very strong option but if Soto ends up being the best player on this team they have the spectacular year that we're expecting I can see voters just writing down Soto because he filled Harper's shoes with the Nationals so Soto's 30 to 1 I still think there's value there totally I'm on board with that let me just throw one more name out there don't mean to cut you off Matt Chapman of the Oakland A's we know what he does with the glove 24 homers last year. I really see a lot of, I've written this a few times this year, I see a lot of 2015 Nolan Arenado, right the year that he broke out after a couple of strong seasons uh, in 2019, Matt Chapman. So someone else, if we're looking at the AL, I think I would strongly consider, I could easily see him jumping up 10 homers and 20 RBIs this season with the way the bat is growing. Excellent. The people love options. Okay, let's go to Cy Young. I'm considering some players here on the ALNL side. You don't have to do both, but what are you thinking? Uh, I'll give you my absolute favorite Cy Young odd, whether it's AL or NL. Uh, going back to the Cleveland Indians, it's Mike Clevenger, 60-1, to 1, uh, first of all. So we're getting some really uh, nice odds here. And, and secondly, uh, I mean, this guy has just sort of lurked beneath the surface because of who he shares a rotation with, right? If you shared a rotation with Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, and Trevor Bauer, it would be awfully hard to get uh, some headlines, too. But uh, this guy, he struck out more than 200 batters last year. He really came on strong, not quite in the second half of the season, but about halfway through June. He turned into a new pitcher. Uh, there, we have a great story on SI, actually, right now, written by Ben Reeder about uh, Mike Clevenger talking with Trevor Bauer as he was going through some of these fits and starts through the first about six weeks of last season. He sits down with Bauer for a couple of days. They go over some video, and then, I mean, I don't mean to exaggerate it, it's from that very next start, June 19th, actually against the White Sox, through the rest of the season, Mike Clevenger was uh, about a top six or seven pitcher in all of Major League Baseball, and I just think that he has as high a ceiling as anyone, and of course, is not going to get nearly the attention, not only of the guys in his rotation, but of guys like Chris Sale and Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Nothing is going to change between now and then, and then being the start of the Major League Baseball season. You're going to be sitting on 60-1, to uh, whether you do it now or whether you do it the day before opening day. And I really think Mike Clevenger has a chance to explode this year. Did you have an NL pick? Uh, NL, I like Jack Flaherty. And I like Jamison Tyone, a couple of guys who uh, had big years last year, I think are only getting better. Again, guys with first-round pedigrees who are still young. And I think uh, you combine with what they've already done with that pedigree and the odds that you get with them, and they're going to be someone who I like more than you know reaching up to the top and going for someone like Max Scherzer or Aaron Nola. 
Okay, nice. Uh, where was Flaherty? Oh, I see him at thirty to one. Okay, and Tyon at fifty to one. Yeah, a couple of guys who uh, we're going to see a lot of in the NL Central, who maybe won't be super fun for Cubs fans to watch when uh, they're facing the Cubs, but two really electric pitchers. I absolutely love. Uh, what Jack Flaherty is going to be able to do for St. Louis this season. Perfect. American League side, the first name that popped to me was someone in Clevenger's rotation. I was looking at Trevor Bauer, but then the the more I thought about it, this Houston team is going to dominate once again. And Garrett Cole, his first year down in Houston, strikeout rate goes up to 35%. Opponents at 196, whip 103 Cole's going to absolutely shine this season, and I think there's actually some value at 18-1. to 1. He should be higher up on the board. And Walker Bueller, without an innings limit, uh, he's 15-1. to 1. He's opened at 20-1. to 1. And I mentioned narrative earlier, a passing of the torch. At least it could be viewed that way. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get more opportunities to show how great that he is. Walker Bueller at 15-1. to Not the bombs that you threw out there, but uh, I think <laughs> some pretty good options there in Colin Bueller. And now we're going to wrap up, Michael. We have the home run leader. And, and I couldn't help it. I've got a few, <laughs> a few options that uh, jumped out to me. Last year's winner ended up being Chris Davis, but... What do you think about the home run leader at the end of the season? All of these season-long awards, very tough because you need mm-hmm. a ton of luck because your player has to stay healthy pretty much throughout. Yeah, uh, you know, I was looking up and down the list, and some guys were, were jumping out at me. Obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot right past John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez, just for the fact that you just said, right? I mean, you need a lot of luck, so why uh, pay such a premium for guys like that who deserve to be favorites? but aren't going to necessarily be that much more of a favorite over someone else and pay out such uh, lesser odds. So I slid right past them. I started looking at a few guys a little bit deep down the list. And as I scanned back up, I saw Nolan Arenado at 25-1. to 1. This is a guy who is a Whoa. lock for 40 homers. He hits 40 homers every year. I guess he hit 37 or 38 last year. I mean, if there's one guy in the majors who you pencil in for 40 homers and 130 RBI, it's Nolan Arenado, and that's another thing with him. The guy doesn't get hurt. played at least 156 games in each of the last four seasons. He's just always healthy. He plays, obviously, in the best hitter's park for half of his games. Uh, 25 to 1, I mean, I want to dig a little bit deeper, but why would I when I can get Nolan Arenado at that price? Yeah, that's a terrific call there. And you know another guy, just a couple of years in, that you can lock up for 40 homers a season? Uh, Joey Gallo. And... <laughs> I don't love how the odds are shifting here. Obviously, a lot of money has come in on Gallo. He's gone from 20 to 1 back in November, now down to 10 to 1. But maybe if you shop around, you can find a, a better number. But Gallo's a nice option. But then some deeper shots really popped for me. A couple of young players. Let's go back to the National League, guys that were 1 and 2 in the Rookie of the Year voting. Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna are both at 60 to 1. I'm going to throw one more guy at you. Now, this is admittedly a really deep throw here because we're not even exactly sure what his playing time is going to be. But Fran Mil Reyes from the Padres is 200 to 1. He's going to maybe be squeezed for playing time in the outfield, but he hit 16 homers last year in 285 plate appearances, only played in 87 games, was a guy who had a, a higher hard hit rate than Mike Trout, then Acuna, then Chris Davis, basically. Whenever they put him in the lineup, he mashed. And I think he has to find a way to regular playing time this season. You're taking a risk, but you're getting 200 to 1 for it. I really like a long shot bet on Fran Mil Reyes in this one. 
I thought for sure you were going to throw in Aloy Jimenez at 200 to 1 at me. You want to do it, you then uh, then go for it. I'm not going to stop you, but just keep keep your eye on Fran Mil Reyes and what they're doing out there in San Diego. If he gets you know, 500 plus plate appearances, I think he's going to be a guy who gives you at least 30 homers on the year. He's Michael Beller. Find his work si.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at mbeller. Michael, opening day less than two weeks away. Enjoy it. Can't wait for it, Joe. Thanks for having me. And guys, I was serious. Get interactive. Send me your MLB picks on Twitter at Joe0670. And keep it right here on The Score because coming up next, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. I'm Joe Ostrowski, and I'll talk to you next Saturday morning at 8.30 on Early Odds. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.